Foundation, brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer, and today I get to speak with the tremendously talented <laughs> Julia Keller. You're laughing. I, um, I don't know if you would call me talented. <laughs> tremendously talented. This is the tremendous part that got to me. <laughs> but thank you. So talented is fine, but tremendously. <laughs> it's maybe a little too much. Put you over the, that was a little over the top. I need to dial it back a little bit. Oh, right. You got to stay humble in life, right? I really, I, I believe that about you. I've well, watched you, you for a very long time. I think I, with, like a lot of people I've talked to for whatever reason, I think I first saw you at After Dark. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Ten, you know, like 10 years. I feel like After Dark was a big deal, not just because of its format, which I think was awesome. Yeah. And also a, a spring from Light Pro from back in the day. Yeah. Too, for anyone that remembers Light That's Pro. That's where I learned, man. Light Pro? Yeah, does that make me old? Well, kind of, kind of. I was thinking about this. I, walking up here from breakfast. Yeah. I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to be talking to a real contemporary of mine. Because, you know, like yesterday I talked to some people that um, they weren't as old school as I am. Yeah. And apparently as you are. <laughs> really? Honestly? <laughs> but it made me think we have... We've, we've transitioned a little bit. How in, do you mean by that? Like, well, into, we're not, and it hasn't been this way for a while, but I'm, we're not the new kids on the block, certainly. No, not at all. But we're not even the next level after that. No, I wouldn't I call feel us like, that old. I feel like we're the next level after that, but we're not like veterans. We're not no. the cagey and wily no. veterans that, are, that have like the 57 things on their necklaces right that you know some a couple, people had to take their necklaces off yesterday because it was dingle dangling too much and because it was so heavy oh wow <laughs> yeah no mine's not that heavy. how many levels are there chad i'm i'm saying four four and okay we're, and we're at three can we be at two <laughs> well, and that's the thing okay so this is what i'm getting at i think i i think i want to be at two but i don't think i am I think I'm transitioning into three. So maybe like right there at the halfway mark. Right point. there at the halfway mark. I think so. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I mean, I'm in my mid forties and I've got mm -hmm. what, 20, 30 years left. So yeah, we're about halfway. That would make sense. See, the, and, and I, may, I think the reason I bring it up was because I was reluctant <laughs> to accept it. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. I kind of no. was. I was like, you know, I think I am, but I don't want to be, so maybe I'm not. And then I thought, but that doesn't change the fact that you are. Yeah, you know, it's true. And so what I want, because here, this is where I'm at. And, and this yeah, is like, total. Where, this where is going with this? I want to tell you where I'm going because this is a total tangent and completely unexpected and That's completely okay. off the top of it's my awesome. head. It's awesome. I love it. Well, I want to embrace it. I don't want to be kicking and screaming any longer than I do upon the realization of it, I want to embrace it that yes, I'm transitioning into this next phase and I want to embrace it and because then I'll be positive and then I will, I will be able to pass that along and share that with others as opposed to being the bitter in denial. Sour. You know, because we, we know, we know. No, you're right. That you, exists. Yeah. And then you become a has-been quicker because you're sour well, and negative people. <laughs> Well, and I don't, yeah, I don't even, I don't even think I get that far, you know, as far as like a has been or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about only mostly probably selfishly for my own health. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, because that'll it'll bring me down. Oh yeah. You saw mindset. You gotta have a positive attitude, right? Yes. In anything. Right. So that's why I bring it up. And I and I okay. and I bring it up with you specifically because I thought I think that we are contemporaries in that way. Yes. You've I been, would agree. You've been doing this for a while. You're not yeah. you know what's up. Yeah. Right? For you sure. You have the experience and it's rare that you'll hear something or even see something and it not resonate with you on some level. Yeah. Kind of a, I've, well, that happened to me or I've been there and done that too and I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very rare that something's really groundbreaking and new right, right now. Yes. Unless some new technology comes out right. or so. And you know, I, you know, actually, I have to admit, in the last couple of years, I have been like, I've been very awestruck by a few new things, but they're from outside the industry. What's they're, one of them? Like content marketing. Keep going. Content marketing is digital marketing that encourages people to connect with you through information and knowledge. I mean, it's knowledge commerce. You know, the online education. I want more specifics. (laughs) Because I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, like when I figured out that I could get people to opt into my list by giving away free content, you know, Mm -hmm. free knowledge content. Mm -hmm. And at the same, you know, there's an art to it. You have to be, you have to be generous. You have to give good information. It's not just a sales strategy. It's a, it's a way to connect a potential customer or student to a business in a way that, you know, speaks to that rule of reciprocity. We call it, you know, you do something nice for me. I'm going to want to do something nice for you back. Mm -hmm. And it builds that trust in a consumer so that they're going to want to buy from you. And so the whole concept of digital marketing and then online education and uh, knowledge commerce, like that has taken off so much in the last five years. I mean, we used to think that creative live was the be all end all. I mean, that was like online. I mean, that was the, the, the wave, the surge of online education and it's still great, but it's just so saturated now. Right. But that t- that whole marketplace just exploded, yeah, it blew so up. fast, and that blew me away. Like that that was new and groundbreaking. And I don't know, was it technology that did it, and the ease of being able to? I mean, here we are in a hotel room doing a podcast. I mean, certainly technology that has allowed it. Yeah, you know, both from a software standpoint and and also from a hardware standpoint, because yeah. it's amazing the type of gear that you can get. Like as a consumer, yeah, yes. as a, as a, you know, Jobo public consumer, and then which amazing, used to be pro level equipment. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, it is, it's just inexpensive now. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with digital photography. Exactly. You know, exactly. So Anybody I agree can have that's, a, that's what's doing it. It's technology that's pushing it forward mm-hmm. and dropping those barriers to entry. Mm-hmm. And then to run this through some software and throw a filter on my voice to make it Sound, Sound even, even sexier than you already are. Than it does. <laughs> Sexy did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> and to like click a button and be like, "Ooh, I like that." Will better. you make me sound good too? Of course. Thank you. And it won't. It will take virtually nothing. It's just a click of a button. You gotta love software, right? That's all it is. <laughs> it's like liquefy for your voice. That is perfect because I also use that plenty. <laughs> right. I wish I was in the mirror every you know, day. Wouldn't that my, be great? For myself, if I just especially I wanna... since we're going from stage two to stage three, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, then... <laughs> well, for me, it it probably shows a little bit more than others. That was <laughs> that was another thing I couldn't escape. Whenever anyone takes a picture of me, I like I liquefy it. You look yeah, you got to. You know, you speak yeah. to your contemporaries that way because everybody knows what you're talking about. Well, and now, like the, the facial recognition on Liquify, you can like, make yourself smile or your yeah. eyes bigger yeah, or wide set. Or... In a second. <laughs> it's all 
awesome. Yeah, it's. I think it's awesome and terrifying at the same it time. It is terrifying, and then you realize, like, when you look in the mirror, like, that's not how I look. Like, yeah, it is. It truly is how you look. You just have liquefied so much you can't recognize well, and, yourself and, anymore. And really, pretty soon, we're going to be able to have these interviews without the other person because of Adobe's voice software. Have oh you seen yeah. That? No, I've, I mean I've heard of it, but I haven't it's like actually seen it in action it's yet. It's horrible. Is it really? It's it's horrible. Like a thunderstorm is horrible. Like. <laughs> Big, huge, amazing, terrifying, incredible, and extremely dangerous. Oh wow! I think because I could, I could say whatever I wanted and then turn it into you. Oh, that's freaky! And it's pretty legit. I watched it like happen in real time, and it was. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's scary. Well, nowadays, like you go to a rock concert and you're like, they do not sound the same. (laughs) Yeah. In a live concert, yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. very rare that you hear a voice in a live rock concert or whatever concert, country. I don't care; it doesn't matter. The artist, and you you hear them on a CD or radio or whatever. Right. Like, oh, they sound so good! I love this song. Yeah. And you hear them in person, you're like, oh, you're like, ooh. Wah, wah. And then what's funny is we complain if there's any auto tune or background music used, and yet we want it. <laughs> right? You know, we're like. Throw some extra oomph into those backing tracks when you're live because I want you to sound good. Right. Okay, so we could digress into oblivion if we wanted to, but I suppose we should get back on point because this is important. This is important, I think, for you specifically because you're one of the queens of this in my my mind. Oh, thank you. Um, Sales. Talk a little bit about sales. And I think that... I think that when it comes to that in this in this industry, you're you're at the top level. Like you oh, helped you. set the bar for this. Thank you so much. You're Pat, welcome. I appreciate it's, it's true. That's not just smoke. Some you know, I, we can blow smoke all day long, <laughs> but that's not that's that's legit. Thanks. Um. So when you said that that's what you wanted to talk about, or you could talk about, I was I was I was happy with that. I'm like, yes, that's what we should talk about. Sweet. So start with the importance of sales, and I'm assuming. You're, I'm, this is an assumption that you're referring to primarily product sales? Yeah. I mean, sales can, you know, this, the whole digital print revolution is just such a conflict. And I get why people start off as, you know, quote, that derogatory term, shoot and burn. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. You, you're starting out. You've got this camera. It's like the easiest thing to get started is to just sell the files. Right. Of course. Why wouldn't you? But 90% of photographers get delusion, get disillusioned by that within a few months, if not a, a year or two of being in business. And they realize that there's, there's a better way and there's, there's, or, or they think there's got to be a better way. Okay. And then they go exploring and start to get educated and realize, oh, wow, it would be nice for my clients to actually have something tangible Absolutely. out of this process. Right. You know, and sales is, is at that point, sales becomes very important and you start to want to learn what to do. Mm-hmm. And so many people are afraid of being schmarmy or salesy <laughs> or worse yeah. yet, being introverted and feeling like a complete doofus and not knowing yeah. what to say and fumbling on your words and not being able to answer a question a client has and mm-hmm. feeling insecure about it. I get it. But if you create a good system from start to finish of your sales, like a repeatable step-by-step process where you can take a client through from the start, through the end, through a step-by-step actionable sequence, you can pretty much systemize a sales process and be guaranteed an average sale that makes you profitable and functional as a business and like actually make an income. 
And I think once photographers hit that realization, they, they really want to learn how to do it. And the stumbling blocks and the pain points, pain points to that are, it's going to suck my time. Yeah. I don't know what to carry as a product. Mm-hmm. I um, am scared to freaking death because I don't want to be salesy and I'm afraid my clients are going to hate me. Right. I'm afraid I'm going to lose all my shoot and burn clients I had before. Right. So they, they have this negative mindset of, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then insecurity gets to them where they really need to flip the switch and open up their mindset and go, okay, how can this be done? Other people have succeeded before me, so there must be a way. Right. And once they realize that there's actually a, a flow to it and a system, yeah, it, it gives you that security in it again. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I can actually do this. It's just step by step. It's a conveyor belt. They start on one end, they end on the other. Mm-hmm. If I follow the steps on the conveyor belt, I should be good. Right. And that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's legit. Like, it's real. Oh, yeah. It's totally real. I follow it every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm a business like I love business. Like right. I just could talk about business all day long and call me crazy. But, um, I, you know, I don't have enormous sales averages. My studio is around 15 to 1800 per session. Um, and there's a lot of studios out there in, in larger markets where, you know, three, $4,000 yeah, is not out of sure. the question. Yeah. And so I look at them and I start to get, you know, we all get our little insecurity bug <laughs> yeah. going through our head. I'm like, yeah. Oh shoot, man, I need to get my Illinois average yeah. up higher. Yeah. But it's so dependent on your market too. Yeah. There's a lot of factors. Oh, there's a lot of factors mm-hmm. that go into play. So I try not to beat myself too much about that, but I, I think in any market you can do in-person sales, uh, you know, you may have to tweak it here and there, but overall there's no reason that any photographer can't start selling tangible products. And I th- there's just a lot of pieces to put in place so people get overwhelmed. So if you break it down into, into specific steps, it gets a lot easier. So two, I have a couple things, but the first thing that struck me is that, so you're excited about business. Oh yeah. Okay. Not everybody is. No. No. What, what do you say in this context, right? Because if you're talking to some, if somebody else is excited about business right now mm-hmm. and they're listening, mm-hmm. they're in. Oh, yeah. And they're like ready to hear everything else mm-hmm. you have to say. Mm-hmm. Conversely, mm-hmm. if somebody's listening and they hate business, mm-hmm. they might be like, well, they, first of all, they might have stopped already. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so if you have, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, right. You know, but if Don't you, leave. If, if you're still. Come back. If you're still there, if you're still with this us. is we're going to address you specifically um, because the other people are still are going to stay there. Yeah. But these people, they're on the fence right now. Yeah. What what do you say to somebody that that says not only do you, you know, a business schmizness, but like, ooh, business, I don't want to think about that mm-hmm. anymore. How do you address their mindset regarding this? Business to me, what really like gets my heart ticking about it is it's all psychology mm-hmm. really it's about human behavior and mindset and to me that and being able to manipulate that in a customer okay I, in a good way i mean manipulation <laughs> sounds like a really bad word <laughs> i am a master manipulator <laughs> let's say influence influence <laughs> positively okay. influence too positively, and it's all terminology, right? Correct. See, this is business. This is exactly yeah. business, Chad. Yeah, it's all it. about using language and mindset <laughs> and positive influence. Words matter. It does. <laughs> they do. To take a person from someone who's thinking about doing something to actually getting them to do it mm. willingly. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's exciting. Like, I love the challenge of 
having a potential customer and knowing their pain points, knowing what makes them not want to do something and talk them into it, which is pretty much what we're doing now with the people who are listening and don't like business. Which sounds, which sounds on the surface to use, to go back to the yeah. manipulative piece. It does sound on the surface to be a negative or, yeah, or, I know. or a bad thing. However, it doesn't have to be. Well, and, it, and I think even in reality, it's not assuming that all you're trying to do is pull money out of this person. Exactly. To go back to your original point, what, what re, where the motive really should be, and hopefully is for the most part, is that you're trying to service them the best you possibly can and give them that, that product that they can have on their walls and see every day and, and, and get a tremendous amount of joy from. You nailed right? it. You nailed it. I mean, and that's, Bam. I'm here I am, you know, talking about evil words like manipulation, but <laughs> truly what but it it's is. But it's not, it's the word's not evil. It's, it's, it's the intent. all about customer service and thrilling and delighting your mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I'm using is yeah. positive influence. I mean, right. I really, you're right. I really should switch the word and not <laughs> use manipulation, but positive influence to delight and thrill yeah the people you're working with. Yep. And when you have a deep purpose in your business of why you do what you do and more than just, Oh, I'm making memories and letting my clients, you know, go back to a moment in time. I mean, yeah, everybody, it's, it's cheesy, whatever. It's gotta be deeper than that. Right. It's like, why do I, why am I a newborn photographer? Because there's, there's a lot of strong reasons that go pretty deep back into my own history, mm -hmm. but ultimately it's to cherish that feeling of becoming a parent for the first time and mm. what that does for you. Because when you're in the midst of it, you don't understand the enormity of it. Mm -hmm. It's not until later when your child starts to grow up a little bit that right. you realize, wow, that was such a defining moment of my life. Oh my. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you, you know, you, you and Vicky know that feeling all yeah. too well. And to be able to translate that to my clients through an incredible service right. and then a tangible product on the in, inside of that, that does nothing but grow more in emotional value over time that's where it's just like, you know, hook, line and sinker. That's the clincher. And so if you keep that mentality in your head and your real reason for why you do something and you market and communicate that to your consumer along with sell and along with selling to them in that mindset and light, all of a sudden it's not a negative thing. It becomes an incredibly positive thing. It becomes service. It becomes all about them and what you can do for them. And you feel like you're making a contribution to the world. So for you, that's what business means. Exactly. That I think that's extremely helpful, hopefully to both groups of people. Yeah. Um, really, because you're, it seems to me like you're connecting the why and the intent with action. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting the two, mm -hmm. here's where the two meet. Well, and when your client has that same why mm -hmm. and that same feeling, then it's a marriage. It's kismet. And they're so happy and delighted and they want to work with you again. They want to refer you again. So ultimately, sales, marketing, whatever it may be, it comes down to that core premise. Well, then not to get all Steve Jobs on it, but <laughs> everybody does. Oh, they do. Whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. And if you do run into that anomalous person that doesn't, they're not your client maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's okay. It's completely okay. Because <laughs> right. I would rather spend the time on someone who right. actually gets it. Of course. And, or if I don't have that in my business at this particular time, you know, it's a slow time. 
I would much rather be able to market, spend the time marketing to those people than waste that time on a client who doesn't get it. So that, okay. So that brings me kind of to the next piece that I was thinking about. Um, you're mentioning these big concepts like yeah, sales and, and all the time that, you know, that you can spend on sales and because of the business piece. Um, and, and, and there's, and there's great motivation behind that. Uh, and then, and then you, you segue into marketing another big piece in my mind, I'm just thinking time, time, mm -hmm. time, like mm -hmm. minutes and hours and days, right? How, how does somebody realistically manage that and balance it with, oh, photographing actually know, right? and editing and anything else in post and uh, running a business. Um, and if you're a mom having kids and if you're a wife or a husband having a spouse, mm -hmm. um, and maybe you go to church and maybe you go to family things just and maybe you like on. to see movies sometimes. <laughs> right. You know, and maybe you like to go to the spa to manage <laughs> your, the stress level for everything else. That's only once a year, Jen. So, <laughs> it should be more. Right. <laughs> what am I working let's for? Let's turn that it? into once a month. Vicky <laughs> says that on a regular basis. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the spa once a month for me. And I say, that's awesome. Maybe you'll get there by October. <laughs> I've so been there, done that. <laughs> you know what I I've mean? I've got that t-shirt and it has holes in it, man. Because I, le <laughs> I legitimately support it. And it's not cheap, but it's worth every oh, it's your penny sanity. for everybody. It's, it's worth every penny for me oh, yeah. for her to go to the spa. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, balance. I still struggle with balance, Jen. I really do. And I drop balls all the time, mm -hmm. you know, trying to juggle basically two businesses, both education and then portrait mm -hmm. side. It is... Uh, it's harrowing sometimes. And I have kind of learned that balance means sometimes my business suffers and sometimes my family or my kids suffers. Mm. And as long as I kind of keep the two in check and try my best not to let the balls fall out of the air, um, that I'll be okay. But let me tell you, it's, it is hard to balance all the time. And when I first started in this business, I mean, it was, 16, 17 hour days constantly mm -hmm. between having to work a job that actually made me a living to transitioning over to full-time photographer. Um, I was single at the time and had no kids. Right. So I had, I had it easy. There was a couple factors there that were removed, that were removed, mm -hmm. but balancing. And now you're on the other side. Oh of that. my gosh. And now you're on the other side of it. And initially when you set up, a, when you set up a photography business, it is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, learning everything, from, you have to be website, IT, customer service, marketing, systems, workflow, <laughs> editing. I mean, it's yeah. it's nuts. I'm not sure you ever get to the point where you feel like you have a handle on, all, on it all, at least not for me. But I kind of work on what's important at this particular time and still keep the big picture in mind all the time. Does that make sense? So yes. like... I'll work on a marketing project knowing it needs to get done. Then clients are constantly coming through yeah. the door. So that as long as that system doesn't have a kink in it, as long as I've got systems for all those other things like client workflow, um, image editing, customer service workflow, you know, the education side has kind of a passive component to it because we do a lot of online courses and things like that. So I don't have to babysit that all the time that'll give me some extra time to work on a, a big display or a big marketing project that we have going on. So it's a balance of keeping your systems in check and making sure those are all flowing evenly and, and correctly. And then 
being able to take any extra time that you have and putting it towards a large project. Mm-hmm. I really do shut the door on my business at night. I'm, I'm pretty religious about saying, okay, five o'clock we're out. I'm going home. And I've drawn the line in the sand. I don't work evenings or weekends. And that's half the reason I became a newborn photographer and a family photographer, mm. because I'm like, my clients can get there during the week. They're, you know, especially the newborn babies, they're on paternity, maternity leave. I don't have to work weekends. It's very rare. So I think you have to kind of draw the line in the sand sometimes with balance and, and say to yourself, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be up at two in the morning editing. To evolve to that point, what, what did it look like for you when one or the other business or family was suffering? Oh, wow. That's just kind of a deep question, Jen. Yes. Um, I went there. It was a lot of fighting with my spouse. Yeah. It was a lot of pulling each other's hair out. It mm. was a child unhappy and crying, mm. you know, and like, mommy, why, why, why? Yeah. And that realization kind of hits you. Yeah. Then on the other side of it, it's like clients stopped calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, inquiries went down. Mm-hmm. You, you know when you're dropping balls. Yeah. I mean, you kind of know. And, and I always tell my students that if you have self-discipline, perseverance, and the right mindset, you can be successful in business. Those are the key things I see that tank and destroy a company. If your mindset is one of negativity and insecurity mm-hmm. and I can't do this, this won't work in my market, mm-hmm. that kind of attitude then you're right. You got that self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that it'll, it, that's exactly what will happen. Right. If you don't have the self-discipline to get into the nitty gritty and do the daily work it requires to actually get a project yeah. done, you're done. And if you don't have the persistence to be able to, in the face of no, and in the face of being rejected and turned down, to persevere and find another route, you know, when one door closes and a window opens somewhere, you got to find that window. Yeah. And no matter what, you have to find a solution to your problem. You have to chart the ship through nasty waters, knowing you'll get through it. So combine that with the self-discipline, the perseverance, the self-discipline and the mindset, you can pretty much accomplish anything. But it's, again, it comes down to psychology. Your mind gets the best of you. Mm -hmm. And I think, May, one way or the other. One way or the other. Yeah. And I think that's why I love business so much because it truly yeah. is all about psychology. And can you challenge yourself to make it happen? Because you're the only one who can do it. What have you done when you're in a situation where those balls are falling from the sky mm-hmm. and you're in a tailspin mm-hmm. and you're in that downward spiral? How do you come out? Well, you need to step back and regroup. I mean, there's times when my motivation is just killed. I'm one of those people who'll go, 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 like the little Energizer bunny, and then all of a sudden the battery's died. You're like, okay, I can't move. You know, you sit there like a crumpled... I might know somebody like that. A crumpled piece of paper on the floor in the fetal position. You know, you're like, I am not moving. Yeah, I've seen, I have seen the fetal position. And you seriously stay there and you want to get out of it. You're like, you want to stand up. And you're like, I can't, I can't stand up. (laughs) And you just, and it's funny because I have learned over the years, because you start to be hard on yourself because you're yeah. not getting up. Then you beat yourself up. Yeah, right? you beat the crap mm-hmm. out of yourself because yeah. you're not getting out of the fetal position. Right. I have finally just learned to let it run its course. Okay. And sometimes it'll go a month. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just need to just not do anything. Yeah. And then slowly but surely the inspiration will come. A new yeah. project will take hold in my mind or an image will be created or I'll have a concept in my head of some 
composite I want to create or story I want to tell. And then slowly you kind of come out of your fetal position and you light the fire gets lit again. Mm. But that's, you know, I can feel it coming. It's almost like PMS, you know, you can okay. feel it coming. <laughs> Sorry, I, Jed. I believe you. <laughs> you can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you know, it's coming and you, you get depressed. You're like, oh no, the motivation kill is coming. <laughs> I can feel the way. fetal position. I'm crumpling, you know, oh. and you just have to own it. You just have to yeah. go with it. And then eventually knowing you'll come out of it. I yeah. think that's the thing is I know personally that I'll come out of it eventually. Isn't that the most crippling piece sometimes? Now I can relate to this when you, when you are in a downward spiral and the, and the worst piece for me, the most defeating piece for me is that thinking this is how it's always going to be now. Yeah. Like yeah. this is, this is it. Yeah. I'm not coming out of this. It's all mindset to get right. yourself out of it. Right. It's all mindset. You have to understand. You just, you have to know it'll be okay that mm. you're going to come out of it. Yeah. You have to keep the positivity. I mean, there have been times, my mother was like crazy negative person. Okay. And so I learned from her how to be negative. And in my twenties, I realized, man, I'm a really negative person. This is, I'm my mother. Oh my word, please. No, somebody <laughs> strike me down. Right. And so I had to like consciously change my mindset. And there were times when I felt myself being negative mm. and I had to physically change the thought and like put out words that I didn't necessarily right. believe. It was an act of will. It was an act of will to yeah. turn myself into a positive person. Okay. But it was one of the best things I ever did for myself in terms of business because right. now I look at everything, not everything. I mean, everybody has their days, but I look at things and I go like, okay, how can we make this work? And not, you, re you reap the rewards from that. Oh yeah. yeah. I truly believe that how you think and feel is truly your own self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. It'll come to you. It's amazing it's to me how, much, how connected that is to sales. Oh, hugely connected to sales. And I always liken it to athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a figure, competitive figure skater for a long time. Right. And I forgot it, that. Uh, I remember that now. <laughs> it's crazy. It's one of those things people don't know. Yes, like, oh, random right. fact about Julia. Yes. Um, it, but it's all like competing. It was all about mindset. Mm -hmm. If you did not believe you were going to win, you would bomb <laughs> in the rink bomb that South is not going to happen any doubt right <laughs> any doubt you had yeah. just was a self-fulfilling prophecy yes interesting it, 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 that there's the correlation is is very strong there. and golfers have the same problem big time i think that's why golfers are some of the least intelligent people out there because they just don't think about it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know, they just go i am so being politically incorrect right now in this I, podcast. <laughs> i don't actually believe that but i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. There right. is something to the mentality of you. I think that overthinking isn't, is your enemy. Oh yeah. Right? And being like, and really super highly intelligent people constantly overanalyze. Crush themselves. Oh yeah. It's Happen, self-debilitating. me all the time, Julia. <laughs> You're the smartest man I know, Chad. <laughs> That's why I'm so unsuccessful. <laughs> just I, overthink it, buddy. I can't get You're through overthinking the day. it. <laughs> here, here. So here. <laughs> Here's a question, though, that, 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 that also connects to this. It, regarding the time and the balance and, and considering everything that we have said, does it not behoove some people? Because I give this advice out, so I'm, looking, I'm really looking for a verification from you. You need confirmation. So you might go the other way, and I'm really curious. <laughs> well, don't you dare influence me with a leading question. This, yes, I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> You're warning, picking warning. up on my manipulation. I'm, I'm listening. Does it not? And feel free to disagree. Does it not behoove some people, maybe many people, to bring somebody else in to do the sales piece for them? Oh, I think it's a great idea. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Okay. If I mean, uh, if you, like, 
yes, I'm good at sales, but I suck at bookkeeping. Okay. I hate doing my books. That's real. Oh, it's so real. And so I hired a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. I love sales. I love seeing my profit and loss statement sheet, but make me enter all those numbers and reconcile it. And I want to pull my hair out with a steak knife through my eye. I I mean, I really hate that feeling. (laughs) So I have hired someone out to do it. Yes. Right. If you are not good at sales, hire someone to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also a control freak. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I don't feel like I need to control the actual numbers that come into my bank account and leave, <laughs> which seems odd. But when it comes to sales and income and revenue, yeah. I feel like I'm the best at selling in my in my studio. So you do it. I do do. I do mm-hmm. do all my in-person sales. But if you're not comfortable or you feel it's a weakness, mm-hmm. by all means, you should be hiring it out. Mm-hmm. And putting that person through training, sending them to to classes or conventions or education of some kind and and teaching them how to do it. Despite the costs incurred because it's an investment. Totally. Where you should see a strong return. And you can pay someone commission-based. I love it. So you only pay them when you make money. I'm so glad I didn't have to say that. It's That was my next piece. But, brilliant. Right. I mean, and then you can pay them as a contract worker type basis. And they can do really well. And they can do really well and it motivates them to yep. do really well. Yep. The more they sell, the more they make. Of course. And so granted, do you risk someone getting all salesy on you? Yeah. But I think if you have a good system in place and you train that appropriately, you can have some pretty amazing people doing your sales for you. And, you know, sales is a personality thing. You of either course. love it or you absolutely hate it. Right. So and that comes across to the client. Totally. <laughs> they, they know. Totally comes we, across. Because we know, right, when we were, we're in that situation. Oh, yeah. You know when you hate a client, right? <laughs> <laughs> or when we're a client of somebody else, we yeah. know what it's like to be a client of totally. somebody else and to be in a situation yeah. where you're like, I want this salesperson to spontaneously combust. <laughs> Used car lot. I mean, just go to the car lot. <laughs> yeah. They like come the sauntering towards you and you just like see. Yeah. yeah go away. Go away. I'm just browsing. Go away. <laughs> I don't want to speak to you. <laughs> or the hover. You know, like when you're in a store and they just <laughs> yeah. hover right by you. I'm like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. I was in a furniture store the other day and this woman just kept following me around the store. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. I get get tempted in that situation because we were shopping for furniture too. Same exact thing happened with with a man. He was right on us and he kept saying, I'll just be right over here. But right over here was like 13 feet to my left. Oh my gosh. And it's like, I'd rather have you be right next to me as close as we are than to hover at 15 feet away. One of the two. Yeah. But yes, be with me or don't be. Or not. And it made me think, you know what I want to do? I want to pick up this lazy boy and try to run out of the store with it. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want oh him to know gosh. that I'm here to try to steal this chair. Cause that's what it, it felt like. He was like hounding me right. with the fear that I was going to take something. Gonna take something. <laughs> yeah. Let's just try to get this out the double we're gonna, doors. Right. We're going to make it. Run. We, we, we can do it. The truck's out in the lot. Jed, you klepto. <laughs> I was, I, that's what was, of course, I didn't try it because I would have fallen on my face and probably strained my back and been bedridden for months. But also, the stage legal, two, buddy, stage the, two. The legal piece, right? There's that. <laughs> Maybe if I was 20 again. But my point is, we understand what it's like to be on that side. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're the owner of a business and it does behoove you to bring somebody in, um, get the right person and you can get the right person. Totally. They're, they're out there. Well, I know the big question that a lot of listeners are going to have is how, how yes, do you find that's that That's of course the next question. Yeah. And it takes some time, I think. Mm-hmm. However, what I discovered is that 
there's a huge segment of the general population out there who loves to work for small business because it's so different than working for corporate America. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we all know that as entrepreneurs, yes. right? I wouldn't touch corporate America with a 10 foot pole nowadays. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I love being a small business and entrepreneur. And there's a lot of people out there who want to work for a small business. Mm-hmm. Add another layer to that of a creative small business, a mm-hmm. photo studio, you know, yeah. for us, it's every day, but to the yeah. general consumer, they're like, Oh, it's such a creative endeavor. Right. I want to work. It's like glamorous, you it know, and glamorous. maybe the reality hits them when they, when they right. come work for you. But right. the point is, is they would love nothing more. When I, when I put out a basic Craigslist ad for an assistant, yeah. holy heck, I had 50 applications. Yep. Yes. And they sent resumes. I narrowed it down. And finally I, I hired my assistant Belinda, who's now been with me for six years. And she started off as my nanny because right. I had my son and I realized, oh my goodness, I have to go back to work. I need somebody to watch my kid for me. And so yeah. she would sit there with him in a Moby wrap on her chest and he'd be sleeping and she'd be sitting there. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm paying this woman to just sit here and have my kid asleep on her chest. I'm putting that girl to work. Right. <laughs> so I handed yeah. her a Wacom tablet and said, mm-hmm. learn Photoshop. And mm-hmm. so she, she did and she loved it. The creative aspect of that. Now she can edit and do everything. I mean, she runs my studio. She's she, in the mix. She's in the mix. Yeah. And if she wanted, I mean, obviously her personality isn't, she was my nanny and I hired her to be that, but had I wanted her to grow into a sales position, I could have taken her there. Right. Her personality is soft and sweet, and she would actually make a really great salesperson because of that. I'm not really sure sales is, is the direction she wants to go. But if she came up to me and said to me, Julia, I really would love to learn a commission-based income with sales, I mean, it would be so easy to train her. So, yeah. like I said, it takes some time, but you can basically put a Craigslist out there, ad out there. Get someone in your studio on a part-time basis. Try it out. Mm-hmm. When I hire anyone, I always say, okay, we're going to do this on a three-month trial basis. Mm-hmm. You got to like it, and I got to like it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to revisit this again in three months and see if we want to make it a more permanent process. Yeah. And no hard feelings if we don't. Mm-hmm. Either your end or mine. No, I like that. And when that ha- it really forces someone to have integrity with their job. Right. And it forces me to do the same with them. And, you know, it's a relationship you're going to have for a long time with, hopefully for a long right. time with somebody. Right. And so I think it's not that challenging. I think people are just intimidating to go find someone. Of course. And they don't know what to look for. Right. You know, and I, I truly think you hire personality. You look for, I, to me, you look for somebody that, that you would want to work with in that, exactly. in that scenario. Exactly. It's all about how you relate to them. Any skill set can be learned. Right. You can train somebody to really do anything as long as they have, you know, to, to, to run to, to rub together in their heads, you right. know, and they got some intelligence. Right. They they can learn anything. It's about personality and and how they relate to your customers and to you. Agreed. I think that's super helpful. I well, let me let me end with this. You have because you mentioned earlier on like this system that mm-hmm. you implement every day, and I'm guessing that we could spend a semester totally to talk about that. Yeah. Where where can people go to get? those resources and to further their education in this realm. Yeah. You can go to learnips.com, mm-hmm. learn in-person sales. Mm-hmm. And what it really comes down to is creating a system that includes six things. The phone call, mm-hmm. the inquiry booking phone call, your pre-consultation with your consumer, with your customer, um, the product line you offer in your studio, how you price that product line. Mm-hmm the projection, the sales appointment itself, you know, the projection appointment, and then having policies and procedures in place that kind of lay the groundwork for rules in your business. Like 
this is how you operate. This is how you expect the customer to behave. And this is how you're going, what you're going to deliver in return. Right. So I call it kind of like the six P's of selling. Yeah, just, lots of P's. I know. Yeah, it's, it's just a chintzy way of remembering it, yeah, you know. Right. But if you master each one of those things and create a system of like pre-selling, like planting the seed of the sale in the right. beginning before the clients even shot the session with you, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting in their mindset that you're beginning the process of working with you with the end in mind. Yeah. And that there is going to be a tangible result out of this process rather than just something digital. And by implementing a clean conveyor belt type system like that, where you start to finish with them, it's almost guaranteed you're going to make your average sale every single client who comes to the door. Now, will you have some outliers? Yeah, it's a bell curve. You'll have the person who comes in and just does a minimum order. But then you'll have the person who comes in and spends 10 grand. Right. And they cancel each other out. Yep. What concerns me is the middle, the hump yeah. of that bell curve right. and whether or not I'm getting the majority of my clients where I need them to be. Yes. And from there, you can predict your revenue. You can predict your personal income. You can forecast growth. You can forecast marketing. You can forecast to hire that extra person that you need on board. And you can generally plan your business and you're so much more in control. Yeah. For you're all so those, much more in control for, of everything. For all those words, because on here I am, I'm getting nervous hearing you say, forecast this, forecast that. Yes. <laughs> You're just saying you can plan. plan. That's it. Yeah. Right. You can plan and have confidence. Yes. All you need to do at that point is get the client numbers in the door. Yeah. So you can devote all your, all, all the rest of your energy to marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you run a good marketing plan, oh my gosh, here I go off on another tangent. Right. If you have a good marketing plan in your business, then, you know, when you first start out, you feel like this marketing is like this huge boulder sitting in your face <laughs> that you have to push down a hill. <laughs> And it's overwhelming. And you sit here and, and as you start to market your business, you've been in business for like a year or two, you're still freaking pushing that dang boulder down the hill. And you're like, will this ever end? Like, do I have to market for the rest of my life? No. If you do it right and you yeah. have good systems in place, eventually the boulder yeah. will begin rolling down the hill by itself All and right. you'll, your engine will become referral-based and repeat client-based right. and you're not going to have to work so hard. You build that base. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these rock star photographers would say, oh, my business is, you know, all referral-based now. I don't do any marketing. And you're sitting here going as a newbie, really? I you suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's true. And I know it sounds really egocentric when you, when you hear these established photographers say this, but that's because they've got the systems in place. The marketing has started to take over on its own and people in their community know about them. So for somebody who's out there just starting, just realize that you don't have to market forever, but make sure you have the right system in place so that your time is not sucked selling. Right. And you can actually do other things in your business. And this all goes back to that balance question. Like how do you balance the time, you know, full circle. Right. So I think as long as you have, processes in place, not only will your confidence grow, but then you can plan. The income becomes consistent. The client numbers become consistent and you have a business that's kind of self-fulfilling and the engine is is fueled and you don't have to do much anymore. And that's yes. a beautiful place to be and it's possible. Yeah, it can happen. And so to, con- to continue the piece for people, learnips.com. Learnips.com. You'll get a bunch of information there as long as the, a few resources on how to switch to IPS if you're currently a shoot and burn. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as kind of see what we offer on, on our education site in terms of marketing and sales and business systems. Wow. Thank you. This was, this was awesome. Thank you for having me. It was fun, Jed. You're a funny guy. I did. (laughs) Funny how? (laughs) Funny who? Oh, wait, now we're going to start quoting movies. I can feel that coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that scene. That's why I do that. I appreciate it. Your, your time is very valuable and it, it means a lot to me that you would do this, um, especially during this busy 
convention that we're at. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I'm always happy to chat and education's a beautiful thing and there's nothing more impact. I mean, you're an educator. There's nothing more just satisfying and like you're making a difference in the world when you can help an entrepreneur get somewhere. It's a cool feeling. So thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the day. Will do.